The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Psalm chapter 116, and we're going to look at a section of scripture uh, that David the psalmist speaks out. I've mentioned more than once in messages on Sunday and through this devotional, more than once about the uh, honesty and the transparency of David as a author here in the book of Psalms. And today is a prime example of that, a prime example of a man of God. And please understand the term man of God, I use it on purpose because it's, it's not a man or a woman who is perfect. It's not a man or woman who is without problems, who without fear or frustration or even sometimes failure. A man of God or a woman of God is somebody who recognizes these things and can go through them and gets to the other side of them and and, and honestly acknowledges the battle that they're in at the time and learns to grow in God through that. So we're going to look at that today and we're going to see some very practical aspects from David where he was extremely honest really with himself in this point. A lot of times as we study Psalms, he's honest with God. He's very straightforward about the condition he feels himself in. But in this situation, I look and see he's just very honest Uh, with himself. And so Psalm chapter 116, uh, we finish this Friday in verse 7, it says, Return unto thy rest, O my soul, for the Lord hath dealt bountifully with thee. And so he's encouraged by what God has done for him. And he continues in verse number 8. He explains a little bit what that is. In verse 8, For thou hast delivered my soul from death, mine eyes from tears, and my feet from falling. Now we know at some point, you know, this could reference an illness more than most people believe. This references the fact that times like Saul, when he tried to kill David and his son, when he tried to kill him, more than once that a group of people were kind of out of their way to kill him and to take him off. One, you know, David was the predecessor to the throne and so Saul wanted him gone. His son wanted to take over the throne, so he wanted David gone. So more than one occasion, David ran, ran for his life uh, from a group of people. And so more than likely, that's what he's referencing because he references in this ver- verse that you've delivered me from death, the potential of being killed for my position. Uh, you've delivered mine eyes from tears, and then you've delivered my feet from falling. Uh, you've protected me in these times, and you've helped me in these times. And so what you can see in this situation is he says, you have delivered me from extremely overwhelming circumstances, overwhelming situations that frankly don't make sense. And if you had followed David, David at these times just tried to do it. David was not perfect, but he, you know, he was called, he, he was called by God. He was, he was out when you find out the day he was anointed. You go back and look that up when Samuel was anointing him. He was out watching the sheep, just doing what he was told. He was the youngest. There was no way he would ever have been a, um, chosen for this assignment as the youngest of all the sons. And yet while he was obeying, God back with the sheep, just doing the most unwanted job of the family. He's called up to be told that he's going to take the kingdom away from the dynasty of Saul because of Saul's actions. Now, it's not David's fault, but Saul's fault. But he's been told this and sent, you know, at one point he was used to encourage Saul. Now he, to an extent, becomes an enemy of Saul. And so you can imagine, um, you know, David's there in this circumstance, hated by a man simply for obedience, for doing what he wants. And that's sometimes what happens. You know, when we follow God and we obey, there's going to be times when other people uh, are not going to like that. And it's just a fortune. It's the way that Satan's not going to like that. Some people in the world, sometimes people you're close to won't fully understand that. 
And Satan can use different circumstances and situations to become extremely overwhelming. And that's where David found himself, extremely overwhelming. And so the first thing we see in verse 8 is he's just honest about his circumstance, honest about the situation he finds himself in. But in verse 9, he continues, and he, he sees. He's, the thing I love about this is in verse 8, he's very honest about the circumstance he's in. But in verse 9, he establishes a mindset. And this has been very, very important to do in verse 9. I will walk before the Lord in the land of living. Now, he says, for a fact, I, I've been freed, so I will continue to live. I'm not, I'm not going to die. You've delivered me, and I will be able to continue to live. Verse 10, I believed... Therefore have I spoken. I was greatly afflicted. You know, our, our heart, you know, the Bible says in, in Proverbs, keep your heart with all diligence, fraud of it are the issues of life. The word heart is not speaking of my physical heart, but really my soul, who my, my being, the one that kind of establishes my belief. And what he's saying is, as I believe in my heart, that's who I become. As I believe in my mind, as I believe in my being, this is what I believe of me and my circumstances. I'll react accordingly. And a lot of times what happens is in these circumstances, I would say, some say Satan puts lies into our minds to believe certain things. But frankly, I think sometimes we don't need Satan to do it. We ourselves do it. We ourselves just, you know, whatever it is, we believe the lies that Satan puts there, the ones that we put in our flesh is, is weak. And we see these things, uh, we believe them. We believe. And so he says one of those, we believe these lies. He goes, I believed in my heart and I spoke, I, I acted accordingly. He said, I was greatly afflicted, verse 11. He said, I said in my haste, all men are liars. He, he sat there and he said, everybody's against me. And this is one of those times more, more likely he was being slandered. And so one of these men were following him. And of course, they had to create a scenario of lies so that people would believe them so that when they went after the king or went after David, not necessarily the king yet, which depending what circumstance it was, but when they went after him, it was justified. And yes, sometimes people can use lies to justify wrong actions. And when you're on the receiving end, that's really complicated. And maybe that's not you, but maybe you're on the other end where you see something and you're believing a lie about yourself or certain circumstances, and it just feels extremely overwhelming. And he's just being honest in verse 11 and then verse 12. He, he continues and said, what shall I render unto the Lord? for all his benefits towards me. He answers that in verse 13, I will take the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows unto the Lord now in the presence of all his people, precious in the sight of the Lord, the death of his saints. And so he goes in verse 13 and 14, he says, listen, in the midst of all these things, I can't control my surroundings and I'm grateful what God's done. So what will I do? I will just continue to worship. I will continue to follow. I will continue to obey. Uh, we'll get into verse 15 in the Precious in sight of the Lord. I'd I, I be honest, um, I'll talk about tomorrow because there's not enough time now. And today, I'd be honest, it's probably one of the more, at least for years, was more, more of the confusing verses to me. I just, I don't understand how God would find that type of circle, the death of somebody he loved, precious. Although when you understand what it means, it's, it's a very powerful thing. But we'll talk about that next time. But in this situation, so what would we see? We see that David was honest about an overwhelming circumstance, a circumstance where he was convinced he'd lose his life. And most of us, we never find ourselves in a circumstance that far. But in today's day and age, here's what we find. We find ourselves in a circumstance beyond our control, in a circumstance where we just feel well, there's nothing we can do, or maybe we feel like it's our fault or we failed or whatever it is. And we can find ourselves struggling in, in insecurity, which develops into depression, anxiety. It can grow into these things because we focused our attention on ourselves and our circumstances. And sometimes what we hope, and understandably, you know, Gideon said, God, I want to follow you, but I need you to prove yourself. And that's... I wish that wasn't always the way, but sometimes it is. We need, we need that inner, we talked about the Sunday night, we need that 
that walk with him. We need that passion to keep going after and wrestling with God until God moves in our midst. And we do need that sometimes. And so he says, I'm just going to keep following. I'm just going to keep worshiping. I'm just going to keep following the direction God has put me on and wait for him. And I'm telling you that is sometimes the hardest thing we'll do is just stay faithful. But yet, if we just remain faithful, then we know that God loves us and all we can do is the last thing God asked us to do. Sometimes God remains silent and he doesn't give us the next direction around. Can you imagine, you know, Noah was told to build an ark, but we don't really hear, it was a long time between that instruction and the next one when he'd get in, <laughs> hundred years or something, you know, there's just this gap. And then, then you go to Abraham where he was asked to leave and go, but was never really given a clear direction as to where that would be. Um, so it's easy for, you know, we look at these things and it's not the first time that God has given instruction. God gave Joseph a dream and it was 13 years later before any of it was seen as, as proven. So it's easy for us as, as humans in, in the 21st century of immediate answers with technology. It's easy for us to see this time of silence as disapproval or whatever it is. And what we need to do is we need to honestly keep our eyes focused on God and say, I don't fully understand all of this, but I don't have to understand this because I trust God. Uh, and then we just got to keep doing that. And, and, and our mind will play tricks and Satan will lie to us, but Satan did in the garden, didn't he? He told Eve, God's holding out on you. You should be as God's knowing as good and evil. And that became the thing that caused a lot of grief. And so may we just focus on God, spend time with God, and follow him in the circumstances and wait for him to reveal himself. It sounds real easy to do, uh, but it may be one of the more complicated battles in your journey. And so just I encourage you to keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep following him. Wait, because I promise you in the right time, he will fulfill himself and he will show himself strong. And you'll be able to look back and praise him for how he even used these times to prepare you for them and to honor himself. Thanks for joining us on this Tuesday edition of our podcast and uh, giving me the opportunity to be part of your day, whether you're watching this live at 11 or whether you're watching this archived or listening to this on the audio version later. Uh, just the fact to be part of your day is greatly appreciated and encouraging. And I hope this was an encouragement to you today. Hope we continue to be part of your day. Thanks for joining us today. We look forward to seeing you tomorrow.